When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. the home of me myself and i this is episode number 11 of this unique one-man show we are live on youtube facebook and twitter ace podcast nation of course your home to many great shows and series featuring top guests expert analysts and more so please do give us a follow on social media subscribe to the youtube channel all that good stuff and if you prefer your podcast in audio form then, of course, we're available as part of the Sports Social Podcast Network these days, the UK's first dedicated sports podcast network. And uh, you can find this show, the Andy Campbell shows, all the previous uh, episodes of the various series we've done, mental health in sport, conspiracy theories, right, Rodri gigs on football, the Danny Batten fight show. They're all there, all there. Every single episode we've ever done is there, and everything which we will do will be there. Um so, yeah, with this show, it's just me. I've got someone uh, joining me in a little while, a uh, familiar face for, for many of you regulars. Um, he's going to join me for a little stint on a Monday for, for a little change. Um, we're going to debate some different subjects and all that good stuff. Um, it's loads to talk about, really. Um, we've spent a lot of time on the show, show on Fridays with Rodri lately, talking about managers and, and different things like that. So it's going to be um, interesting. I've got a few other different things I want to talk about. I want to talk about Steven Gerrard uh, in particular um, and his legacy. Uh, and I also want to talk about Gareth Bale and his legacy. Um, so it's going to be a bit of that. Um, myself and Rodri are recording a show in a studio on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, so I'm looking to you guys, the people, to uh, to give us some ideas for some subjects to discover to discuss during that show. So, for instance, we're not looking for like the latest results, the latest stories, because clips and also this show is not going to be out for a while. It might even be like a Christmas special for when you know we have a bit of time off over Christmas and stuff, so I can still put some a show out for you guys. Um, not 100 percent sure on that, but there's definitely going to be clips in the meantime of that. So what I'm looking for you guys is for subjects. So one of the subjects that we're going to dis discuss is uh, Alex Ferguson's legacy as a manager, why Manchester United have struggled so much since he left. Why haven't they been able to, you know, they've brought in what would be perceived as top managers. We're going to discuss why that hasn't quite worked out. Um, but I'm looking to you guys to give me some subjects for us to discuss during that studio show. Um and we can, uh, yeah, we can have a look. But um, yes, so that's that. But um, just a little, uh, we'll do a little Super 6 update, first and foremost, uh, just while we wait for any any latecomers. But um, 
it was a low-scoring round this week for most of us. Uh, a well done to Sally Griffiths and Phil Melush, uh, Will's dad, who had both had a great week there. But our champion for this round, David Williams on 12 points. From the celebrity players, uh, we had Jeff Sterling and Andy Campbell, the best of the bunch. But no one got into double figures. Uh, and after scoring 10 points this week, Franco is back in the top spot for the overall season. The next round is... 3 p.m. Saturday. So do not forget what's what. But um, let's have a look, see who's in the in the chat. Uh, straight away, I see first comment, Leslie Coates. Welcome, my friend. Kay Childs, welcome, my friend. Hope your dad's well. Uh, Gavin, good to see you, mate. Haven't seen you for a while. Uh, GD Parry, Rob Boyle, Reese's mum. Like it. Uh, Donna Perry, welcome. Robert Boyle. Craig Sullivan, like it, like it, like it. Um, yeah, so with the times, ever since the clocks went back on Facebook, it just it, it seems to be telling like a different time. So like on the Sunday shows, I'll put in 8 o'clock start and it says, I think, 9 o'clock start. And I think Craig's just said that the shows will always start the same time, Monday, 7.30, Friday, 7.30, Sunday, 8 o'clock, unless we stay otherwise on social media and stuff like that keeping it real generally is on a saturday at about eight o'clock um when it's out and obviously when my story starts up soon uh next week actually is probably going to be a wednesday uh at eight o'clock at the moment but we'll see we'll see we'll see uh craig says controversial subject but next week next year's fixture sub uh schedule with the changes because of the world cup and such a short summer break yeah i think that'll be a good one actually mate that's a nice uh Nice, good idea. Little Reese's mum says uh, Manchester United players got older. They were there with no egos uh, like they have now. Team players, not self-absorbed. I like it. Um, Donna Perry says I'm hopeless at Super Six. I get so cross that I'm rubbish. I'm, uh, I think I'm 18 points ahead of Rodri now. He's like just cutting it down bit by bit. It's, um, it's going. On. It's, it's difficult. Um, Reese David Evans says, quick message while everyone's online. It's Movember, and uh, it's also about uh, talking male suicides. So if anyone needs to chat, reach out. Don't forget to reach out to your friends and your family, male and female, does not matter. Uh, couldn't say that better myself. Good show, Reese. Uh, Reese did a run for November as well. So if you want to donate to that, please, please do. Um, you'll find him on, on Facebook and stuff like that. Um so yeah, we're gonna um we might get the old championship uh call in shows back on. Um I think maybe maybe soon, a couple of weeks, and it might even become a regular thing. I'm not sure. Um it's it's Rodri Donna. Uh Rodri's popping on for, for a little bit before he does his podcast at Apps Nine. He's um he's coming on to have a chat. I think he wants to talk about Gareth Bale and um yeah, Gareth Bale, Welsh legend. But is he the greatest of all time is the question we're going to ask and we're going to discuss uh, a bit later on. So um, I would be very interested to hear people's opinions on that. Um, but the subject I'm going to start with is uh, is the wee bonnie Scotland. Uh, Scotland obviously qualified uh, a great result the other day in the, in the football. And I think... Um, yeah, I think. Look, it's it's difficult. Um, I would just love it if all the all the home nation teams could just get to one, get to the one tournament, so we can have that that just that that one tournament with everyone. Yeah, I agree with you there. Because um, Gavin says um, uh, Aaron Ramsey is also a legend. I do. I agree. Um, and it's it's really it's strange, isn't it? Because we're going to discuss. Is Gareth Bale the greatest Welsh player of all time? But if you asked me if I had to lose one from the starting eleven, I'd be more upset about losing Aaron Ramsey from the starting eleven. And that's not necessarily just a recent thing, going back as far as Euro 2016, which obviously Donna Perry was such a uh, Donna Perry, um, Gareth Bale was such a big part of, like. Aaron Ramsey missing in the semi-final was massive. Um, Leslie says, Gareth Bale, don't rate him. And it's interesting, see, because I think people who aren't Spurs fans 
who witnessed his form and his performances uh, for Spurs. And then Welsh fans who've witnessed his performances for Wales. People, they haven't seen the real Gareth Bale because he had that one, maybe two seasons at Madrid where he was world-class. And then he's been riddled with injuries, distractions, arguments and stuff. Like, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves um, in a big way. But I also think, you know, injuries have probably held him back. It's it's one of those things. Like, yeah, can you imagine? Like, I said this about Aaron Ramsey the other week. You imagine if Gareth Bale had stayed relatively injury free for the whole of his career, like say a Ronaldo or someone like that. Like, I really believe he would be right up there with those guys. Like that one season um, he had with Madrid was just incredible. Um, when he, he literally like won them the Champions League almost single handedly, it was uh, it was it was crazy. Um, so yeah, Scotland. Um, I think uh, they qualified for the playoffs, haven't they? I believe um, it's going to be it's going to be tricky. Um, let's have a look who they're going to play. Are they seeded? So, um, so look, look, it was a great result. Two 0 confident, nice, comfortable win over Moldova. That's what you want when you've got those big pressure games. Nice, comfortable two 0 Um. So let's have a look. There's um, there's six countries who have the best runners-up record um, from the group stage, which will be seeded for the first playoff match. The other four runners-up, plus the two qualifiers from the Na- Nations League, will be unseated, unseeded. Uh, in turn, there's 12 teams split into three playoff paths, consisting of four teams. So the seeded teams will get home ties for the semi-final, and then a random draw will see uh, which teams host the final. In terms of the seeding, Scotland's results against Moldova mean nothing. Why? Because Scotland are one of the five qualifying groups with the Six Nations. Uh, the other five groups have six. Five, uh, the other five groups have five teams. Because of that, all results against the team from Pot Six are discounted. So Moldova were in Scotland's group. Therefore, wins at Hampden Park and Shinzeo uh, mean little for seeding purposes. Uh, what does this mean for the Denmark game? Well, despite the teams having secured the two top spots, it is a big game for Scotland because if Scotland win, they'll secure a place in the seeds and a home tie at a sellout Hamden Park. And I think that's massive for Scotland. Like Hamden Park, when it's full and full of the uh, full of the Scottish fans, that's one of those special grounds around Europe. And I, and I just think that, um, yeah, I do think that. Scotland need need to try if they can get a result against Denmark, which is a very very tough game by the way. But if they could just get a result and get that uh, that home tie at Hampden Park for the same playoff semi final, that's massive for them. And I that is I believe that they would go through from that just because of the occasion um, and whatnot. In terms of the seedings and where it all kind of stands um, at the moment, we have Portugal at first seed, Russia. Switzerland, Sweden, Poland, Wales, Scotland, North Macedonia, Turkey, Finland. There's some tough, tough games in there. Like Rob Boyle says, there I wouldn't want I I wouldn't want Scotland in the playoffs. I got to be honest. There's not many teams from that list that I would say, oh yeah, I want them. Um, traditionally, there's teams that you should think you should beat, but I think these days. Most of those, like Finland, got some great players. Turkey, disappointing in the Euros, but they've got some players. Um, maybe North Macedonia, but I mean, I think even they have got a few, <laughs> a few players, you know, scattered around Europe, playing in the top leagues. I just don't think there's any easy games there anymore. Um, outside of your your Faroe Islands, your Belarus, your San Marinos, um, something like that. Um. Yeah, I don't, from a Welsh point of view, I absolutely would not want uh, Scotland. Scotland and Portugal, that's the two I would like to avoid. Um, And my main, like, I don't necessarily think Portugal are as good as they have been in recent recent years. But you look at their side, it's unreal. Ronaldo is going to be, this is his last tournament. 
um, he is going to be so determined to to get there that I just think it's going to take a big, big performance and team team to stop him getting there. Uh, then you add in people like Bruno Fernandes. That's a very tough ask for anyone, particularly if when you're looking at nations the size of Wales and Scotland, who perhaps haven't got that depth. Um, so, yeah, that's difficult, 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 difficult. Um, like, who would you like, out of those teams, like, who would you guys like to get in the playoffs from a from a Wales point of view? Who would you like to see Scotland get? I just want, you know, Wales and Scotland, I'd uh, like to avoid each other at all costs. Because I want them both to get there, ultimately. Um, it would be nice for Wales to get some revenge over at Portugal, but I'm not looking to play them. Um, Reese David Evans said, it's crazy to think we live in a time of Ronaldo and Messi. The future generations will never fully appreciate them. And it's funny, it's funny you uh, say that, mate, because I actually think that people don't appreciate them now. Um, and we live in this age where it's kind of like almost cool to, to be negative and have a go at people and tell people this shit and all this stuff. Like, they just they've changed the game in what is considered a good season like back in a day where mark hughes for instance was playing up front for united or it was just like the 80s and 90s and that 20 league goals was considered a blinding season 30 goals overall that was a great season for a striker ronaldo messi that's a terrible season for them if they only get 30 goals people are asking questions if they still got it it's um it's really it's it's, it's fascinating um leslie says england one nil uh he also says they're average don't race rate them at all all the clowns barring a few any big fish is good night vienna so leslie i'll ask you the question mate it looks like gareth bale's about to get another contract extension are you happy with that do you want him to get a new contract it's a it's a weird one um because i felt like they should have won the um the Euros, and I think, yes, they deserve credit for getting to the final, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but I thought a few players didn't turn up. Um, and Harry Kane being one of them, and uh, God, social media was painful over the weekend. People telling me that, and people saying how um, Harry Maguire proved a point by scoring that goal, and Harry, Harry Kane proved a point by scoring a hat-trick. He's, against Albania, who... Let's be honest, they're not the, the giants of football. Um, England, just they have this every year, every qualifying campaign. They just have a team, a, a group of teams they can just sweep aside. They could literally, if they wanted to, they could play a different 11 every single game, a different squad every single game, every single camp, and still comfortably win because of their depth and the groups they get. It's just the way it is at the moment with this, the way the seeding and draws are done. I get that. But, come on. We can't be... Harry Co- Harry Kane, for instance. <laughs> Harry Kane's just down tools for flipping four months. And Harry Maguire, since he came back from injury, has looked like a Parks footballer. So, what, suddenly they score some goals against the pub team and they're back, you know, they're back. Uh, not even at all. Let's quick. Let's play hundred million for Harry Kane. He's got a hat trick against Albania, but he hasn't turned up for work for the last four months. Piss off. Not having that at all. But you know, if it kick starts this season and he goes on and has a phenomenal, you know, phenomenal season, and this is what kick starts him, then of course, great stuff. But up until now, judging him on present form, hat trick against Albania means nothing to me whatsoever. Not having it. Um, let's have a look what else we got. Um, in the Ronaldo Messi generation, uh, Reese David Evans is true. I grew up with Zidane, Figo, Ronaldinho, the OG Ronaldo, Maldini, Totti, and Carlos. Uh, Rob says, and yeah, yeah, you know, the kind of early 2000s, late 90s, there were some unbelievable players. But I gotta say, Rob, even those players you've named there, like your Zidane's, your Figo's, Ronaldinho. Unbelievable players, OG Ronaldo, Maldini, I consider to be the best defender of all time. Ronaldo and Messi uh, up the level from those guys. Like, I don't consider Ronaldinho 
anywhere near the level of Messi and Ronaldo. Uh, Messi and Ronaldo not just changed what was considered good and a good season, etc., but they've done it season after season after season after season. Like that's what makes them so good. It's not just the amount of goals, assists they get. It's not just the way they look after themselves. Not just on the whole they conduct themselves. It's the amount of just consistency that's there alongside it. They just do it season after season. They don't do like you know what Paul Pogba does: one good game, four bad games, or four average games. One great game, four average games. This game after game after game in their peak was just non-stop. Um, let's have a look what we got. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, Donna says, Klinsmann and Matthias were my heroes. I had a West Germany football top. Yeah, I had the green West Germany football top. And funny enough, my mum gave me a photo album uh, on my 40th, which kind of like um, just told the story of my life. And uh, I, that was in one of the tops. I also in, in there was um, I had uh, a Cardiff City top. I think it was about my ninth or eighth birthday. And I went to the Brad Arms Charlie Chalk, and it's like a blue kind of city top with the very thin pin, yellow pinstripe on it. I only wore it one day. I wore it to that party or the thing at the Brad Arms in the Charlie Chalk factory, and uh, I never saw it again after that day. Never been able to find it. Just disappeared. Devastating, devastating because I love that top, and seeing the photo was painful. Um, yeah, Harry Kane scored again. Yeah, I you know, it is where it is. I just think, look, he's been a disgrace this season. Um, and if that's a hundred million pound striker, striker, and I'm a football team, I no wonder Man City want to play without a striker. Simple as that. I'd be absolutely furious if I paid hundred million and the player can't even turn up for work and turn up and train and play hard and stuff like that. I'd be disgusted by it. But, um, you know, it is what it is. Old Harry, he scored again. But there we go. Uh, welcome, my friend. Robbie Diggs joins us. How are you, buddy? Am I at you? Yes, mate. Yes, uh, yes, indeedy. So uh, just look at Harry Kane, mate, at the moment. Because um, I saw a lot of people over the weekend telling me how uh, and saying how like Harry Kane and Harry Maguire have proved the point by scoring against Albania and Harry Kane scored a hat-trick. And I was like, just telling the people then, look, Harry, Harry Maguire has been appalling since he's in, coming back from injury and um, been looking at the Parks defender. And Harry Kane hasn't turned up for work for four months. But suddenly he scored a couple of goals against Albania and people seem to think that that's good enough. Yes. It's not. It's clearly not. Albania. Come on. Sam Marino. Sam Marino have never, ever won a game. Sorry, I made a mistake. Dude. I said um, Harry Kane scored. Harry Maguire scored um, against Sam Marino. So he's definitely back now. No, right? Harry, Kane, Harry Kane's obviously wanted to play in this game because he knows he can get an full. He's playing against... Builders but, and uh, yeah, they got part part time jobs, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, just yeah, it's just you know, it's you no know, good luck soon. You want to score, you want to get that full because, like I said, I've said it before. You know, you want to get confidence going back. If you're having a bad time in your, in your club, you want to get away from that and, and try and get some form. And and obviously, we have Maguire and Harry Harry Kane. It's worked, so hopefully. They come back and and that form transforms into the league form because you know United need it. Problem that Harry Maguire's got, he'd probably come back too early and he was, you know, just wasn't fit enough. And it, it's yeah. shown Harry Maguire is not the type of athlete that can come back from an injury because he's you know he's heavy set. He's you know he doesn't look. He needs to get back to to match fitness and and he obviously wasn't that and it, and it, he got exposed for it. Harry, Harry Kane is down tools. I don't really care what anyone said. I've watched him play. He's been playing like a number six, number eight in midfield. He's a number nine. So, yeah, it, it, whoever tells me different, I'll just say you like you like. You obviously haven't, haven't watched him play because the Harry Kane I've been watching the last three months is not the Harry Kane I've been watching for the last five six years. 
Yeah, and I think, look, it's no wonder Man City didn't want to pay the money if that's the player they were going to get. Like, I, I dare say, if he'd got his move, maybe he'd have been a bit... You know, he wouldn't have down tools and he would have looked a bit better. But oh, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't need to down tools because you know it's. Is it harder? Is it harder for him now to kind of turn it because he's played like that for three, four months, sulking about and that? Is it hard to then switch it on and suddenly, you know, just click back into because he was, you know, he's at one point he was considered the best number nine in the world. No, well, I'll go back to what I've just said. You know, you're all the way to England trying to pick up some form. And try and bring it back to your club, and, and well, it's not easy, but because it's totally, you know, you're not playing against Albania for one. You're no. playing against Premier League quality. You're not playing against San Marino. You're playing against Premier League quality. So it's a lot difficult. It's a lot more harder. So um, yeah, but you know, he's got a really top-notch coach that will get the best out of him. And we'll be telling him, what are you doing dropping in the places where you've been dropping? I want you to stick in, in these areas. That's where you're going to do the most damage. And no doubt, you'll see Spurs get better and Harry Kane will get better because they have got some good players, but they've got a very good, very good coach now. So, they'll I, demand, um, they'll demand the, yeah. the, the maximum amount of his players. And do you know what the other thing is with Conte? Um, one of the few similarities he's got with Mourinho is... If Harry Kane doesn't put the effort in and doesn't do what is expected of him, Conte will drop him. Like, I think, whereas um, Nuno was probably a bit bit frightened to drop him because it was his first really big job. And I think he probably was a bit scared to, yeah, well, to, Conte, to drop the like, star player, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, Conte's the character that doesn't care what, you know, if he's going to do what's best for the team, if someone's not pulling away, the then yeah, you can leave him out. What do you say to this then? Uh, Lorna Reese's mum says uh, uh, Son is hundred times better than Harry Kane. Mm. Would you, if you had the choice to sign one or the other for United, who <clears throat> would you want? In now today, Harry Kane. You still take him, even though Son's yeah. younger, fitter. Yeah, we don't need another, we don't, what, we, what, what we need another son for. We've got millions of sons. We've got Sancho, we've got Rashford, we've got Marshall. Yeah, I suppose. Where, where are we going to play in? Yeah. Where, yeah, where I Kane could accept that. straight in. Number nine, dropping Ronaldo. Well, you, you, you could <laughs> play You could play in both. you just you got to have a decent coach. Yeah, well, that's uh, we'll get there, mate. They, um, so... The other question, which I've put if, that, every, if Harry Kane come to United, no, they wouldn't have signed with Christian Ronaldo. I'm pretty sure yes. of that. Oh, yeah. oh, well, if they would have, they, you know, they've been creating more problems. Than, yeah. than yeah, it's just creating more problems, that really. Um, I'm going to come back to Craig's comment on United in a minute. Um, one of the other questions I asked to our English contingent was uh, the rumours of Gareth Southgate getting a new new extension to his contract because I heard Leslie said in the chat that he's not he doesn't think England are very good he thinks they're kind of you know, the the perennial overachievers and stuff like that like does Gareth, Gareth Southgate deserve an extension mate do you think yes yeah yeah got to the final of the Euros and he's blooding all these young players he's got a wealth of talent coming through. You know, he's got people like Rashford and Mason Greenwood who are not even in this squad. And so I was just looking at their starting lineup. You know, Saka, Bellingham, uh, Smith Rowe, Alexander Arnold, Cody. And all these so, young players, Bellingham will be, no, Bellingham will be a Premier League great because he can do it all. He can defence, attack, can play football. He's big, he's strong, he's athletic. He can do everything. So it's just a matter of time before it's just who gets him. You know, pretty sure we should have got him before he went to Dortmund, but we lost out for whatever reason. But, yeah, he's a top-notch player. You've got him, you've got Foden, uh, you've got Smith-Rowe that's coming on, Saka, and then Grealish can't even get in the team. So, you know, you've got a wealth of, of riches. It's just defensively, you know, it looks like he's, he's going with a three to shore it up. Because he's not comfortable with the two, you know, but that frees up uh, Alexander or, or James or on the other side, if it's Chilwell or Shaw if he's fit. So they've got loads of options, and that's what you want as a coach. It's just um, picking the right team, and but no, he deserves a, a 
a contract, but you know he's under pressure now to to get to the final again or to or to win it now because you know he's certainly yeah he's improved, haven't he? With each oh, tournament, yeah, he got to the semis, then he got to the final, so he has got to go, I think, and get to the final at least now. But yeah, it's, I it's, think it's um, helped. It's helped that he was in the under twenty ones as well. Yeah, he's, he's worked seen with all, all these young, young players, hasn't he? Yeah, it's the same thing with like Robert Page as well. You, you know, you see all these young players, you kind of know him. So when you know him, you, you kind of Trust them to go. No, I've seen this guy. You don't know what you can do, and yeah, you then you know young players have seen it over over and over again. You give them the opportunity, and most not that you know they take it if if they're coached and given the right opportunities. Spot on, mate. Um, I I got to say, I think playing three at the back is probably the way forward for England. I'm not sure if they need to play three at the back versus San Marino. Um, that was a little <laughs> bit of a little bit of a, a shock, but I mean, the other thing is, like for no, me, it, when like, they're playing free, when they're playing free at the bat, mate, against San Marino, no, they got Sacco at left back. Yeah, but so, one of them centre halves becomes a midfielder. He will come yeah. out with the ball. He will be the one that comes out the ball. So he's just had another midfielder because they're not going to be troubled with, with no. San Marino. So Joe Stones is good on the ball. Maguire's not bad on the ball. You'll see them coming out with it and. And just joining in the midfield and joining in the attack. The um the only thing I think with while well, I've been thinking recently with the England squad is if it was me, I would want to get Bellingham and Greenwood playing international after international after international because I think we discussed before, but I think Greenwood's going to end up being England's all time top goal scorer, and I just think to me those two and Foden those three. I'd be trying to play them as much as possible together, starting for England. And against teams like San Marino, Albania, things like that, that's when they can really hone well, their craft and their teamwork and their and working together as a group. Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen because, you know, the captain is Harry Kane and that Mason Greenwood is probably going to have to wait another year before becoming Manchester United centre-forward because of Ronaldo. And so, yeah, you're not going to see him playing centre forward, which will be his position. So, but he can still, but he still should be playing for England. Oh, well, he? he should be in the squad, 100. percent But you know, he's, they've obviously had the chat, whatever that is. On so, I put this to you and the people in the chat, like on because maybe other people have seen or you've seen more of Smith Rowe than me. Like on form this season, would you have Smith Rowe over Greenwood or Greenwood over Smith Rowe if you no, try and take I wouldn't, I wouldn't United? take any player over Mason Greenwood. I'd possibly debate Foden, but that'd be it. No, no, Mason Greenwood is a stud and will be a stud and will be, you know, a top yeah. goal scorer for Man United. I have no doubt about that. So um, the other, one of the other things I wanted to discuss this evening was um, was Gareth Bale. Is he the, the greatest Welsh player of all time? And I kind of saved it till I till, till you were coming on. Uh, Chinese Yoda says Gareth Bale, uh, as his career, everything he's achieved, he's got absolutely nothing to prove. Uh, Leslie said earlier he doesn't really rate Bale. Um, to me, like I think um, if you if you're a Spurs fan or you're a Wales fan, you've seen the absolute peak of Gareth Bale. You've seen his dedication. You've seen how good he is. And I think if you're a Madrid fan, he had a couple of unbelievable seasons. But he has also been riddled with injuries with Madrid and he's missed games, you know, and they've had a bit of a falling out. He had that couple of seasons where he basically won in the Champions League on his own. Um, but look, from a Welsh point of view, Gareth Bale, to me, there's no one who comes close to him. Like 100 caps, um, got us largely to the to the Euro 2016. Um, just a world-class player. And I think if he had been able to stay injury-free, he would be regarded up there with the likes of Ronaldo and Messi and the other world, you know, world's elite players. I think he's just under that because probably mainly down to, to injury and the amount of games he's missed over probably the last five years. But where does he stand to you? as a Welshman in terms of the greatest Welsh player of all time? For Wales? For Wales, yeah. on, isn't it? Yeah, like you said, there's no debate. You know, outside of Wales, and that's a debate, but out, but, but for Wales, yeah, he's, there's, there's no one comes close. You know, he's got him to 
the Euros, um, the amount of goals he's got, his appearances. Yeah, he's, there's, there's no one comes close. It's interesting. Um, I think it was uh, Gavin said earlier when I said about Gale, Bale being the GOAT, he said, or oh, um, Aaron Ramsey's a legend too, which I agree. He's a Welsh, absolute Welsh legend. And I think I said to you a couple of weeks ago, if Aaron Ramsey had stayed injury-free, he'd be considered one of the best midfielders in Europe. But he's just had so many niggly injuries after that leg break uh, when uh, Shawcross broke his leg. He's never quite been able to get a run of seasons together since then. But if you ask me, like for the Belgium game, I, you know, we, you can't have Bale or Ramsey play. And I know Bale's missing it, but like if you can't have Bale or Ramsey play in that game, which one would you prefer to go without? I'd probably go without Bale now because Ramsey makes such a difference to the all round team. Like we, Wales seems so disjointed a lot of the time that Ramsey doesn't play. But um, the two of them, you know, Welsh stalwarts, mate, like they, um, they've been a part of what was started by Gary Speed, carried on by Chris Coleman and Ryan, Robert Page. Like these guys changed what it is to be a Welsh international footballer. Like year after year, back in the day, we used to fail and get beaten by teams you think you should beat. We'd fail at the last hurdle if we did finally get close. It was just a life of disappointment. I never thought I was going to witness uh, Wales at a, you know, at a major tournament. I didn't think it was going to happen. I'd given up on it. So to experience no, them, them, the no, Euros... Them players, them, them, them players seem to play the game to play for Wales. Yes, and they care. And other, and other players have not had that mindset. So And that shows. So... Yeah, and that's why they'll be regarded as legends for Wales football. It's interesting, isn't it, though? So, like, you look at the uh, the footballers that Wales have had since Euro 2016 to present day, and because uh, I include some of the, you know, they got some incredible youngsters like uh, like Nico and Ampadu and people like this coming up now. If you had had a couple of the players from previous de- generations to the players like Bale and Ramsey and and Joe Allen and all these, your likes of Craig Bellamy, Ryan, Ian Rush, Mark Hughes, Dean Saunders, like the really good strikers we've had and forward players we've had over those years. If you could put them into the present day teams, it would take them on another level. But they well, they never we never quite had a team of Premier League players back in the day, did we? No, it was always, you know, a back four that that it was poor. League one. Like League one side or, you know, like a an Eric Young. Yeah. So yeah, it was um it was always a struggle and um yeah, they just didn't have the quality. Just the the, the all Vinnie Jones quality, was, was in now, uh, Wales captain, wasn't he? So, so Vinnie Jones was Wales captain, yeah, can't tell you everything. Absolutely pathetic. So um yeah, it was um yeah, it was well. That was the, the golden era. That was just pathetic, yeah. wasn't it? Just to put oh, him as Welsh captain, it's just if there was a dictionary, of, a, a dictionary of, of a picture of an Englishman, the Vinnie Jones like, yeah. Well, there's no way. He, yeah, it's just pathetic. It's but, embarrassing, um, mate. That is, that he yeah, was captain but, and like, yeah, it's oh, a joke. But as yeah, at the Arms Park, at the Arms Park as well, the old Arms Park. I remember going. I think probably at that game, um, but. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, and then the young players that have been blooded and and you know, they're all they all play at decent size now. Ampadu, you know, he's had a good year in the Premier League, and he's been out in a different country, which, which would be good for him, which is great experience. You've got Daniel James, who's played at United, now he's at Leeds. You've got a centre half who plays for Tottenham. You know, these this one was unheard of. They play at these top sides, so yeah. I um, am. Yeah, I hope uh, Williams in Liverpool. You know, I hope he leaves Liverpool, mate. I've got to be honest. I hope he goes. I wouldn't mind. Wouldn't be. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him go abroad, like to the Bundesliga for a season on loan. Yeah, oh, no, Nico Williams needs to go somewhere like like a Burnley, where you know he's going to play every year, every every week, and just get better. And then what about know, Newcastle? Because Liverpool's a stretch at the minute. You know, Alexander is is one of the top right backs in the world. So yeah, it's just just unfortunate. 
what do you do? Do you, do you think... sit behind him or do you think, no, I need to go out and... Yeah, and it's, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because I'm sure he wants to learn from Klopp. You know, he wants to play under the, what is con- considered one of the best managers around. But then no, equally, but he's at that age now and at that quality. He's got to play, haven't he? He's pulled him back. And, yeah. You know, what about Newcastle? Would that be a good fit for Nico Williams? Yeah. yeah. Or Villa under Gerrard? Yeah. All yeah, the places would be really good for him. I look at like Ampadu's improvement. Who from... they got right back? Is it, is it a t- target or is it cash? Uh, Villa. Yeah. I'd have to look at Villa fullback. But I look at the improvements of uh, Ethan Ampadu and. Uh, you know, from going to the Bundesliga, and I think he has improved as a footballer massively. Yeah, and yeah, um, definitely. I just think that when I, I think of what the improvement could be if you sent Nico Williams out there on loan, because he's not going to play for Liverpool. Uh, so Aston Villa's fullbacks: you got uh, Matt Target, Ashley Young, uh, Matty Cash, and that's it on their official list. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and I, you know. I would say Nico Williams gets in front of most of them. If yeah, not all. He, he wants so. to be going. He doesn't want to be going to a different club and not playing. So, well, he, the thing is, Tyrone Mings, mate, is playing for England tonight. So, like, Nico Williams, for instance, could go to Villa, play play alongside Tunzebi, Tyrone Mings, um, Target, and then Nico Williams as the other fullback. That's a nice, good young defence um, under a manager, you know, a Premier League legend. Someone who's going to be greatly respected, like I think that's a you know I know it's we're kind of like, um, like guessing and stuff like that, but it's, I think that when you look at it, it's a good move, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Kane's just got a second. Of course he has. He's going to score about five tonight. Uh, look at that, Cage Warriors champion of the world, Jordan Vucinic says the guy on the left is an animal. You're right there, mate. Just a, not sure what type of animal I am, but. Uh, what, Hope you're all right, George. Champ. Um, we've had some Wales have had some decent defenders though, mate, over the years. Like you had your Gabadons, your James Collins, Kevin Ratcliffe's, but they would never seemed to be able to no, play that's just, that's together. Just one. You, you need. That's what I was going to say. We always had like. We always had a good keeper as well. You know, Southall was brilliant. Paul Jones so, did good. Yeah. The, um, what was the other one? Played for Southampton. Uh, just your Jones, and yeah, um, Jones. there was so, another one. Well, that decent keepers. It's just uh, midfield, and but then obviously in the last five years, it, it's it's turned round. Yeah, I just think over the years, Wales, they, we always would have we'd have one or two, three quality players, and then the rest would be a mix of average and League One, and and now we've got that depth. And you know, if you speak to some of the guys within. The coaching sort of things around Wales, the the influx. There's a big influx of young footballers now coming up uh, in the sort of the 17s, 18s, 19s. You've only got to look at the Cardiff squad where they've got three or four academy players broken into the first team this year. Hopefully, you know they can go on and develop further, and then you've got another wave of young footballers coming in. And you know, Guy Speed deserves so much credit for that because he literally started it all and it's just obviously incredibly sad that he wasn't able to to see it through and and see the tremendous work that he that he's begun um going back to united mates um someone asked i know it wasn't under united question i apologize it was a wales question or there was two so the wales question is uh rob boyle i think it was said would you take a peak gareth bale or a peak Ryan Giggs? Hmm. Both injury-free. Hmm. That's a hard question, that is. Proper hard question. Hmm. Yeah, difficult on that. Difficult, difficult, difficult question, that. Um... Ryan can play centre midfield as well, can he? Yeah, but peak, you know. I know I'm only playing, but like, it's hard, peak, isn't it? Because like yeah, on that day, you no, know, peak different. You know, peak, I sometimes think you know when he, he was a better player, 34, 35, he's in the middle of the park because yeah. he could control the game. His his assists were were more regular. 
where when he was young, he was more raw and just took people apart for years. And, and his crossing was, wasn't as accurate. So, where Gareth Bale's always just been, you know, uh, a left was a left back, and then obviously a midfielder, and now kind of a centre forward. So, yeah, it's difficult on that. Gonna have to come back to that one. Stumped him for the yeah, first I would, time. I would, I would always, <laughs> I would, I would always take Ryan because I've, I've seen so much. I'm not seeing as as much as yeah, of course. Gareth yeah. Bale, yeah, as a player, yeah. They've, and the, the funny thing is, and this is why I always assumed that Gareth Bale would leave Spurs and go to United because I felt like it was the natural transition for him to be like the successor to Ryan. It just it it made sense to me. They were both Welsh. They both played on the left. They were both similar players. They both um, from Cardiff. They both wore the number eleven shirt. It was like it was made that he would be the natural replacement. And the move, obviously, he went to Madrid and stuff like that. But um, yeah, well, 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 obviously, Ryan would have been asked about. He was coming to towards the end, wouldn't he? He, he, Ryan, would but he wasn't about, quite he, finished. He would have been asked about him. And I'm pretty sure he would have just told him the truth. And, you know, it, can he be reliable injury-wise? Injury and, and the answer would be no. So yeah. it's probably not worth the gamble. Yeah, it's an interesting and, and one. And his kind of mentality where, you know, he's laid back. He's, you know, likes his Do goal. you think he's got... Do you think that's one thing that maybe, Gareth, and I'm asking the question, I'm not stating it as a fact, has Gareth Bale got a winning mentality like the likes of Ryan no, and, no, and no. Roy Keane and the people like that? Not, no, no. But then he's won, he has won trophies and leagues and Champions Leagues and he's won yeah, all but, the trophies but, you mate, can win. You could have... You could have that overhead kick was really special. But, mate, you see that Real Madrid team when he won that Champions League? Did but then he, he won the Champions League for them that one year. Remember the one where he runs for him, out off the pitch, off the pitch, him, and back still on. See the team, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, but they, they so, he scored two goals, didn't he, in extra time? And yeah. he the no, one, Do you know the one I mean? Where he like runs off the pitch a, a, and then a winning, out a winning mentality is doing everything possible to put to, you know for me. It, it goes. It's a, it's a whole mentality of yeah, no. Why am the keeper getting injured all the time? I need to fix this so I'm stopping it. And that's not happened. He's always, it's not a, a coincidence. These players always keep getting niggles. Ramsey, you know, uh, Jack Wilshire. There's always certain players that keep getting injured. Why? Why? I remember, um, you know, he, was keep, he keep getting hamstring injuries mm. for about a year, a year and a half. And, the guy totally totally changed his running action, and it yet yeah, slowed him down a bit. But he didn't get another hamstring injury for years. So, you know, it, it, you can find solutions, and that's because he wanted to win and he wanted to be in a team that was full of winners. So, you know, it's a mindset that it's you know, he, he's he, yes, he's a winner, but not in the same mentality. It's uh... interesting. It's had some really interesting comments in response to that, uh, saying that Bale hasn't got the same winning mentality. And, you know, that's what it's all about is opinions and debate. So Donna says um, Bale hasn't won as much as Ryan, but then Bale played in a major tournament for Wales and Ryan wasn't able to. Um, well, we've, and... yeah, we've addressed that, though, you know. Yeah, and I think commit, some players were committed to Wales and some players weren't. Some yeah. players had, you know, had better players around them, and some players didn't. It's, you know, it's a load, load of mixture of things. But um, ultimately, you know, when he was at Wales, the team were crap, and you know that's what he was put pressure on, and he wasn't a strong enough crowd to say no, I'm going playing for Wales, and he stayed at United, and that suffered, and Wales suffered. Yeah. So, but I know, you know, it's, I grew up with him, so I know, I know what 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 kind of. What was the dedication like from him? Like even as a kid, like in terms of his dedication to his craft and to be the best. Well, it's, with anything, monopoly cards, you know, you just want to win. It's how we grew up. It's you know, if we didn't win, you know, there was probably something flying at someone's head. So that that was <laughs> kind of the, the the yeah, we just wanted to win. So, in everything it was just cricket, everything. football, 
like say Monopoly, cards, whatever. But you know, I, I don't see that in, in Garfield. Like I say, he's a bit more relaxed, a bit more. Doesn't mean he still doesn't want to win, but you know, I think these. You know, we mentioned Roy Keane and and, and Ryan. I think they have a, a bit more spite. It's a bit more. It's, oh, it's different characters. It doesn't mean they're not winners. Absolutely, it's different yeah. mentality. And that, and and, that, and that's why I kind of asked the question because I think they get compared so much. And yeah, that's why I said. This, it, yeah. That's why I said in a Wales, in a Wales shirt, there's no comparison. But for me, outside of Wales, there's no comparison. You know, 35, 30 odd, mm. you know, changes. You know, it's just it's not even comparison because you know he was injured a lot. He wasn't in good teams, and then when he went to Real Madrid, when you're in a good team, you know, it's same with Ryan. He was lucky because look at the team that he was in. When will that ever happen again? That five players come through the ranks and play for the country and, and be as good as as Nicky but Paul Scholes, Beckham, Gary Neville. Yeah, well, you know, the list goes and on. They get, and they got to play with Cantona, Mark yeah, Hughes. There's a, a catalyst, like and then they, 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 you know, they're playing with Roy Keane, Ronaldo, Rio Ferdinand, Yap Stam, Peter Schmeichel. You know, these are top, top players. So. You know, but you still have to perform because the, the quality behind you, if you're not performing, then, then someone comes in. So, but yeah, it's just different. Like I say, it's different mentalities. My, but one wanted to play for Wales, one wanted to play football to play for Wales, and one wanted to play to play for Man United. It's totally different. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see that 100%. So, does that mean going back to the question when we said with the original question was, would you take peak Bale or peak Ronaldo, uh, peak Bale or peak Ryan Giggs? Does that mean you would take Ryan Giggs, peak Ryan Giggs for Man United, peak Gareth Bale for Wales? Correct, yeah. There we go. Because no, I, I know this. I'm going to get 35 games and I'm probably going to get Premier League, never at the end of it, with every Premier League, so you probably get 15, 20, 25 games to a push at Gareth Bale yeah. every season. No, Whereas start, for Wales, no, you know that Bale's going to say that. Bale's going to turn up to Wales. every game. Yeah, Gareth Bale's for Wales is unbelievable. He's still unbelievable for, for Real Madrid and other times he's been, but on a consistent basis, yeah. Uh, so just to sort of to start towards finishing us off, um, Scotland have taken the lead against Denmark, um, which is massive. So I am, um, just before you come on, I was discussing Scotland. They've qualified for the playoffs um, for the World Cup, but if they beat Denmark, they go into the seedings, uh, which means that then they will get a home draw, a hand on park in the semi-final, which is massive. When you look at some of the teams that are in there, the Portugal, Wales, um, Finland, there's some tough, tough games in there. So I think for a Scottish team... Yeah, that hasn't that Hamden Park, that, that, you know, a it Hamden yes. Park will be lively. Very, very lively. I think... You just don't everyone, want to play someone like Portugal or... Yeah. yeah, you don't want to be playing someone like that. No, that's what I said. I said from a Welsh point of view, I'd want to avoid Portugal would oh, be yeah. the one team. I just do no, not want Wales, to play. We don't, want to go, we don't want to go there either. I don't want to go to Hampden Park. I don't want yeah. to play Poland either. Um, and then you've got the likes of Russia, Switzerland, Sweden, North Macedonia, Turkey and Finland. Listen, whoever, you, whoever you play, you're going to be, it's going to be tough. You've got all yes. your best players. No, I don't care. We'll take anyone on. But, you know, you, you, you don't want... Portugal, anyone else? Yeah, you know when you've got Ronaldo and and the quality they've got, it's different different levels. Everyone else is on a playing level playing field. Whoever plays better on the day, or whoever's got the the best team available, i.e. injuries or suspensions or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. because, because uh, Wales have got a few on a yellow card, so they've got to get through the Belgium game unscathed and not get be suspended for the, for the playoffs. I think to get there. the thing for Wales and Scotland, mate, is first probably 14 players, you're confident in them. After that, that's when you start to get a bit ropey with depth and things like that. And you don't want to go and play Poland away with Ramsey or Bale out or a few players out because that's when you do struggle. Well, this is and what I, I mean about this. the play- same for Scotland, isn't it? Well, this is what I mean about these players now. I'm pretty sure these players now, this is a big, 
know, big for him. They, they, they play to play for Wales. So these players won't get injured. They'll look after themselves. They'll put Wales first and they'll be box clever and be very, very surprised. I know Gareth Bale's picked up a little niggle, but I'll be very, very surprised if any of them are injured for that playoff game. Yeah, 100%. Um, and do you know, uh, Don has just mentioned uh, Ryan's goal against Arsenal in the FA Cup. To me, that epitomises the mentality of uh, Ryan Giggs in, as a footballer because, what was it, 117th minute or something stupid like that? Yeah, but, you know, that's the, that, that goal was a great goal, but that season it was, it was bad, bad. It, it was probably one of his... One of his but no. is it? Does that not make the goal better that yeah, he was well, not yeah, having a yeah, good season? Probably because he'd been out for a bit as well, so he'd been out with with hamstring problems that I've talked to you about before. So he, he'd been out for a bit. That's why he was on the bench. And yeah, he just come on, and I was I was at that game. It was crazy. So it was one. Of the, it's the best game I've ever been to. It had it just literally had everything. Had everything you know, yeah. sending offs, penalty misses. Oh yeah, it was just unbelievable. And then to you know. I think I've talked about it before. I'm actually on the treble video, jumping on him with my Stone Island gear on. Stiff down <laughs> the steward, straight on. Yeah, it was no little little sidestep. Boom, straight on. Uh, left the steward on the floor. But um, yeah, that. But there was better goals for me than that. You know, Juventus course, when yeah. Diego Forlan got injured and he come on and took the whole Juventus side and then put it past Buffon, and then went off after 30 minutes just because they, they were two 0 up and he'd done his job because he was having hamstrings problems again so yeah there was loads of goals like that he's got a Tottenham goal where he's nutmegged Gary Mabbott from five yards and then gone on the keep there's loads absolute loads and the same with with Gareth Bale but you know I've seen a lot more of one and the other of course yeah um, Gareth Bale scored some uh, massive goals for Wales like and they haven't necessarily be always been like world class you know top corner Sometimes they've just been scrappy headers, tap-ins. But you know what they always seem to be? Is They always seem to be vital, important goals. Like, a bit like Ronaldo for United this year, for uh, yeah, well, over the years. They just you know, if, if, big if you players ask, turning up. Yeah, if, if you ask me which player I would have in a cup final, it, it would be Gareth Bale, no problem. Because That's Ryan wasn't Ryan. really a big match player. Uh, and the big games, you know, he was consistent. History tells you that, you know, it was more of a season. You know, when he used to play early on at Wembley, it was, it was, you know, it was early on in the days when he didn't have sprinklers. It was a dry pitch, and it didn't work out for him because he liked running with a pitch, so it'd stick and get under his feet. So he never really played well in 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 cup finals. If you go back and watch him on, you know, he might have done okay, but didn't pull any trees up. Yes, they won. But because he's done a, done a job, but he didn't particularly play very well in any of them. So mm. yeah, and Gareth Bale, you know, in finals he scored cup finals. You know, the amount of finals Ryan's been in, he's never scored one in a cup final. So he's never scored, fight? Fight, never scored a hat trick. So I'm pretty sure Gareth Bale hasn't. So mm. in a cup final, you know, but you know, opinions in it. Yeah, absolutely. I never, I did not realise that uh, Ryan had never scored in a cup final. Um, no, and he's been. Must have been a fair few. God. Yeah. Well, I might, I might be wrong. He might have scored in one, but I don't think he has. No, no. He Nothing might. Have springs to mind. The um, here's a question for you, very quickly. Uh, someone just asked: Would you, uh, if Wales get to, if Wales get home draw in the semi-final of the uh, World Cup playoffs, would you move it to the Millennium Stadium, or would you keep it at the Cardiff City Stadium, where this, where the because the ground's a bit smaller. And yeah, it's just, just, just a silly question, then, it's I. Well, I know what I would do. I would keep it at the Cardiff City Stadium because you want it to be as hostile as possible. But yeah, I know I, also yeah, although the Welsh I, FA I have think, got a tendency to, to chase the I money. To diff, I've been to these Six Nation games and when that, no, the, the roof's shut and it's rocking in there. But you've got to, you, the thing, I think the risk with the football in Wales, for some reason... Is sometimes the crowds don't always turn up, and what you if you've got a half, <laughs> so a half a empty, yeah, well, you'd think so, but yeah. I just don't trust the Welsh public, yeah, but you know, no, nah. yeah, I agree. Like the, a full Millennium Stadium, there's nothing yeah, like it. You, you got to imagine the build up of it, obviously, the, the, the stuff of the, the fourth, third round, and then 
winning the quarterfinals. Everyone had been invested by them, the semi-finals. So, and it was on your doorstep. And first world, you know, everyone's trying to get a ticket. Yeah. You know, why don't we double it? No, it's absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. The more I think about it, the um, yeah, I think um, I know it's not going to be played. It's not going to be played at Swansea. Yeah, it's not going to be played at the Vets, you know. No. Well, sorry, they're at the Council Stadium now, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so I just had a quick Google to see if what Ryan Giggs has ever scored in a cup final. I know, yeah. And, and I can't see anything. I know, um, he hasn't. No, no, I, know, I, I, I was completely, like, I completely sort of, you know, I believe you because you, you would know. And then you said, oh, I, I don't think he has. As if you sort of second-guessed yourself. So, um yeah, so he, he believes uh, there's an article saying that he thought he had scored against Chelsea in 2017 in the cup final, but it was ruled off by goal line technology. Um, so I would assume that that means that he didn't. Um, well, should have scored the Champions League final in the last couple of minutes, but uh, John Terry cleared it off the line, but then he scored right, the winning yeah. penalty. So, spot on. Spot on, mate. Um, hey, listen, Rod, I, it's been good, mate, having you on a Monday. I appreciate that. It's been a good chat, and I, I've enjoyed just talking about Gareth Bale in particular. Yeah, I've, but got, also I've got the Shoot the Defence mate. podcast yeah. now at nine o'clock. Indeed. Uh, yeah, guys, check out Shoot the Defence podcast uh, now, and um, make sure you uh, subscribe, follow all that good stuff. Um, is, is it live, mate, or has it come out uh, later think... in the week? Uh, yeah. There you go. Check it out, guys, and uh, get it in. Um, but uh, yeah, oh, I ne- nearly forgot. Better got to do this, mate. Um, and don't forget that support for Ace Podcast Nation brought to you by Manscaped.com. As you can see here, uh, I uh, the lawnmower 4.0. Manscape engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on the intelligent functionality and incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer features cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce the grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. And I very, very much feel much more confident shaving my boys with this. Do not snag the bag. The uh, upgraded trimmer includes multifunction on and off switch that engages with a travel lock. It also gives you the ability to turn on the 4,000 kilowatt LED spotlight on and off uh, when needed for a more precise shave. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through the additional guard lengths with sizes one to four. Absolute top quality bit of kit. why did I mention as well, mate? Wireless charging with a stand uses electromagnetic induction, which helps the battery length last even longer. Uh, and if you've been shaming with the same trimmer on your face, you've been doing it all wrong. No person wants to use the same trimmer for their face and their bits. It's time to get your own body hair and ball trimmer with Manscaped. Ooh, I just turned it on as well. There we go. I'm not going to give a demonstration, though. Uh, and like I say, have some me time before Christmas for your for your, for your loved ones. Also perfectly good for female and males. Uh, you can shave legs, shave your body parts, shave anywhere, shave everything. Just don't, uh, no shaving of pets allowed. 20% off and free worldwide shipping. And you can use the code GIGS for 20% off. Free shipping worldwide. Your balls will thank you. Thank you to manscaped.com as ever. Really appreciate it. And uh, like I said before, guys, check out Manscaped. There's so much. They have got so much stuff there. It's not just like um, body hair trimmers. They do clothing. They do, they've do. they got a brand new aftershave. Um, they've got shower gels, all this sort of stuff. No They're, trimmers. Um, nose trimmer, mate. The nose trimmer is uh, top quality, mate. I've already ordered some of that. Um, but um, the nose and ear hair trimmer, but the um, they've got the the anti chafe boxers boxer shorts. I was well impressed with the boxers. Uh, I got to say, really, really love them. They're, they're super comfy. And uh, look, it's Christmas. You've Got to treat yourself. If you're going to look after any part of your body, look after it properly. Manscaped is looking after you. That's what you've got to do. Um, 
And look, as I said, I wouldn't want to sell you guys and sort of try and promote any old crap. I'm going to promote proper top quality gear, and that's what this is. And uh, we thank them, and I thank you. Support us by supporting our brand partners. And um, me and Rodri will be back on Friday. But uh, don't forget... Wednesday. Um, Wednesday. It's not going to be live, though, mate. It's recorded. Oh, okay, so, um, but me and Roger are recording a show in the studio on Friday, uh, Wednesday. Um, so if you've got any subjects which are kind of not the latest news, stuff like that, send them in. I, I know, I think it was Craig sent one in earlier. Um, so we've got a couple there. But if there's anything which you could think of, send them over to Rodri on social media or send them to me, send them to the podcast page, and uh, we'll get it done, add it to the list. Really looking forward to getting in the studio and uh, getting ourselves mic'd up for this project will be fun but uh until then we'll uh, bid you farewell join us friday 7 30 for roger gigs on football nice one mate appreciate it as always and uh it's gonna be good see you later sports social podcast network